My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games, hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo, and with me, as always, I just ate a pie, a Mars bar, and drank a can of Red Bull. I'm here to fuck. My name's Ben Vanell. <laughs> very, very nice. And uh, joining us, as always, uh, phoning in. Yes. From phoning it in, f- phoning phoning it in from across the other side of this great planet of ours. Yes. It's Adam Knox. Why would you have eaten that shit at eight thirty in the morning? <laughs> Isn't that how you start your day? <laughs> no, no. You- I start my day by rolling over, hitting record on my Zoom recorder, <laughs> and doing a podcast immediately. For which I will be judged for phoning it in. <laughs> well, I mean, we had a little look around before we started recording, and there's fuck all going on in the world of video games this week. Mm. There's not much new yeah. stuff. There's not any new games that I am aware of. No. Um, there's no news. There's a, there's a few little tidbits here and there. We were talking just before we recorded about how uh, I think – at the time we recorded last week, this was about to happen. Nintendo did a little presentation on the new Pokemon game. Mm. They snuck out a couple little tidbits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, they're really, they're really leaning into this UK aesthetic mm. for these new Pokemon that they've got coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. They've got some... Uh, uh, Let me guess. Let me guess. If, if it's UK ones, I'm over in the UK now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me have a guess what sort of Pokemon are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's UK Pokemon, there'd be one that during the daytime is fucking angry, <laughs> but then during the nighttime gets way too happy from how drunk it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be a lot of people here mm-hmm. walking around like at nighttime, they're fucking drinking and singing and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> every fucking person seems to be singing in the fucking streets here. <laughs> and then... In the morning, they're all like, <laughs> it seems like they wake up and they're like, ah, fuck, right, I'm a truck driver, damn it, <laughs> and then get angry. So you think that that's like two states of the same Pokemon? You don't think that like the nighttime version is like an evolution? Ooh. No, it's the same one and it keeps endlessly looping between the two right. because it learned that behavior off its father. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good guess. Yeah. Anything else? 
Um, if it's UK Pokemon, well, I can only judge from the Edinburgh Fringe, which I've been at. Mm-hmm. So is one of them a fucking choir that walks around the streets? Again, fucking singing in the streets. It's because <laughs> my bedroom is so close to the street. It sounds like and you're just on. You're staying on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, my accommodation fell through. Um. But, no, it didn't. I'm I'm fine. I'm in a house. But anyway, <laughs> you're not you're not on the West End. You're not sleeping on a nah. stage. Well, the West End's in London, and I'd uh, sleep on the point. stage if I could. I'd tread the boards <laughs> all night. <laughs> How's the Scottish Look, play? Uh, Macbeth. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> this episode is now doomed. <laughs> uh, I think it already. Uh, that'd be funny this. if, like, video game podcasts, you couldn't say Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, People uh, got superstitious about it. Yeah. The um. What would you call? What's the? What is he? What country is it from? America. The American yeah, video so. game doesn't quite have yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna It'd say be the, like the witch. I was gonna say the yellow video game, but that sounds dodgy. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's it's Pokemon. probably from like Milwaukee or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where, I'm gonna Google it. Where's Pac-Man from? Let's start in- but I don't want to know where the character was born. Yes. Well, but the where? Scottish play isn't Scottish. It, it's written by Shakespeare. Ah, right. A fantastic so, point. So it should be where Pac-Man the man is from. Yeah. Okay. The neon game? Yeah. Yeah. Um I may uh, maybe maybe it is Japanese. Okay, I think so. Because oh, it's it's Namco, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, because the uh, Pac Man was was originally called what Puck Puck Man, and they changed it because it it was like Japanese for fuck or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Be like, oh right, okay, it's Japanese for fuck. Yeah. And going like Puck Man, that'll never work overseas. Change it as slightly as possible. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like something to do with yeah the original like Japanese character. Was like, or it could be easily changed, like in graffiti right. or something. I don't know why. Right. I guess I saw a bunch of people yesterday, uh, like at night time, really quickly, as though they were going to get in trouble for it, putting up posters uh, saying like "Liberate Hong Kong" and stuff like that. And it is fucked what's going on over there. Not to mm. diminish that, but seeing people putting up like punk rock posters and be like getting out there and with the revolutionary spirit and putting them up at night but it's next to a fucking photo of a clown on their poster (laughs) and there's like 600 other posters on the exact same wall it really takes away some of the impact free Luca Muller (laughs) (laughs) no the show is free it's Um, what other English Pokemon are there? What are, what are the ones they revealed? Well, so they've revealed, like in the last one they did that was set in basically Hawaii, yeah, I think yeah. it was meant to be. Yeah. They've got the, this region's versions of existing Pokemon and one of them is a version of the Pokemon, is it Weezing? The big kind of smog guy. Yeah, coughing or Weezing, coughing, one of yeah. the two, yeah. He looks the same but he's just got like a giant top hat on. Just Which a big, is, yeah. It's like a smokestack, right? Like kind of, yeah. Both, sort yeah, of both, yeah. yeah. It looks bad. I I'm into how bad it looks. I you <laughs> yeah. know what? It's like yeah. I I really respect that they're just leaning in in the yeah. exact same way that the last one. Remember, one of them was just like it had a really long tree neck. Yes, yeah. You yeah. know, like just them going get it Hawaii. Yeah. Like I respect that they're not trying to like do too much research about like. <laughs> well, actually, if you know much about you know. 
British culture and history. Sure, this it's like the just local ro- fauna and stuff, <laughs> just yeah. right on the nose. One of them. Oh, they wear top hats. <laughs> yeah, one of them's and wearing a beef eater hat. <laughs> they've used like green smoke. To give him like a big bunch of facial hair, like the <laughs> safari hunter from yes. Jumanji. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's great. It's sick. <laughs> a room full of Japanese people that have probably never been to Britain, mm-hmm. just seen a handful of British films. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on. I think I'm back on board. All right. If there's if if there's enough ridiculous looking shit like this yeah. in it, I think I'll be interested again. Because mm-hmm. you just know Pikachu with with buck teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be um, great. Uh, uh, Growlith, but he's a member of the royal family, so gets away with being on the Lolita Express. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I, I think, I think they look great. I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. I do look. I don't know if it's meant to be funny. Like, I don't know if they're doing it like Haggard's this, right. or if they're if they've designed it going. Man, people are going to think this is genius, right? I think it's meant to be cute. It's a little tongue be. in cheek. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, honestly, the, this kind of stereotyping for white people—it's like reverse racism, <laughs> and I, I'm just not on board with it. <laughs> nah, it's fucking good. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, I don't think there was real. Oh, there was a thing last night about uh, Nintendo filing a patent for a wireless mm. Super NES controller yeah. for the Switch. Yes. Uh, which is probably fair enough to assume mm-hmm. that maybe that means <laughs> some Super Nintendo games are coming out. But you know what? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cause We've w- done it, everybody. We've released the Super Nintendo controller exclusively for use with Mario Kart 8. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be yeah. some idiotic, bizarre move. <laughs> I'm on board with that, though. I'd like to make, play Mario Kart 8 with a SNES controller. Yeah, Pretty that wouldn't sick. be bad. But so the, you can there... do it already. Oh, there's a that that company called Eight Bit Do. Oh. I think it's pronounced Eight Bit Do, even though it's just D O. So it should be Do. Yes. But um, the uh, I've got one of their that like SNES controllers. I've used it for emulators and shit, and they're pretty good. Yeah, they connect up to a Switch. Is it just USB or something? It's no, Bluetooth. Wireless. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. You can move anywhere. Okay. But these ones, these patented ones, because there's a NES, there's NES ones, right? There are NES ones that they, you could buy through the online subscription thing. Yeah. So I think, I think it's for that. I think that the sure. next thing is they're going to start rolling out SNES games as part of the online subscription and it's just yeah. a little bonus thing that you can buy for that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all it is. How, how, did, the, how did the NES ones work? Were they like um, Joy-Con? Like did they slot in and charge and stuff? Uh, you could do that, yeah. Because that's cool. That's why I would prefer it over a third-party one. Yeah. That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah, actually being able to pair it that way mm. would be pretty cool. But, I mean, so people have been pretty excited going like, oh, this means SNES stuff will be on the Switch, but... What it really means is that it'll be one new SNES game on there mm-hmm. f- once every three months. Yeah, so it's yeah. <laughs> like it, it's kind of hard. I don't think it for me personally. It's hardly worth getting excited about. I well, don't think no. And I've got a SNES Classic Mini Classic, yeah. and I don't play that. Yeah, like ever. 
Um, and I think it's the better version of it. Like that's a yeah, kind buy of. it outright and it's got all the games you'd probably want to play. And if not, like Knox referred to, you can just emulate them. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah, Knox did advocate for breaking the law mm. a couple of minutes ago. Let's not forget that. Yeah, emulation is not technically breaking the law if you physically <laughs> if you own the game, you are allowed to emulate it. If now I do not know. I own no games. <laughs> <laughs> if you're flying over international waters, you can play an emulated game and not get arrested. <laughs> That would be great. You're on a flight and you just ask the flight attendant to come and let you know when officially the flight is over international waters. (laughs) You break out a laptop and everyone's going, oh, fuck, here we go. Not (laughs) to make the episode too focused around a single subject, Mm -hmm. but getting on Jeffrey Epstein's plane so you can play SNES emulators. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is what I was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the least defensive thing happening on that plane. Yeah. (laughs) That's good shit. The Lolita 64 Express. What a weird week. Anyway, we'll talk about it. No, I mean, I'm I'm sure we'll get into this, and maybe this is a good time to plug the uh, Patreon if you (laughs) want to hear us talk about. I'm sure we'll get onto a bit of Jeffrey Epstein stuff in the bonus episode for this week. Knox, you teased the fact in our other group chat uh, that you are now a full blown conspiracy theorist, so I'm excited to delve deeper into the murky underworld of what happened in the past fortnight or so. But uh, yeah, Patreon for that. Yeah. I should point out I'm a conspiracy theorist about one specific theory that I read that is in the NRL. You know how they go to like the video ref really often? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is written into KFC's contract. Oh. Because they play a little KFC ad every time they go to the video ref Mm -hmm. and KFC has it written in their contract that they require a certain number of cutaways to the video ref. I love that. Yeah. That's how, like how the AFL tried to manipulate the rules this year to increase scoring because then the free-to-air broadcaster gets more ad breaks for every goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, uh, Maybe we have more conspiracies to talk about than I thought. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, video games. The, well, the reason I bring that up as well is partly because I've fucking had zero time. As you can hear probably from just my voice and demeanour... <laughs> getting very little chance to rest and sleep over here yeah um so i've been i've been sneaking in a couple of games on just my ipad mm-hmm. oh, classic mm-hmm. let me yank it out here well <laughs> hang on all right and then afterwards i'll grab my ipad thank you <laughs> ah, nice yes please <laughs> um just i just it's so i don't i'm never across what is good on like iOS and stuff. Me too. Me too. I'm very rarely playing a brand new mobile game. I, I, I've mentioned a bunch of times I've played Reigns and it's fucking sick. It's a fantastic game. I, I, I like it whether or not it's a mobile game, mm-hmm. but it's very old. I played a little bit of uh, Wordscapes the other night. Wordscapes? It's an iPad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at friend of the show Andrew Levins' house mm-hmm. for dinner. Yep. He invited me around for di- family dinner, which was very kind yes. of him. And did you play with all the Labo? <laughs> uh, well, his son, yes. his five-year-old son, mm-hmm. was allowed to stay up a little late because I was there. Yes. And uh, so he, his parents were like, hey, look, play Nintendo with Tommy. And he's like, I want to show Tommy Wordscapes on the iPad. And his parents are like, no, no, he doesn't want to see that. He wants to play the Nintendo. And then Lev's wife ends up going... This is so fucked that we're saying you're not allowed to play the educational video game that you have to play the Nintendo. So Wordscapes is like, it's basically a crossword and you've got a little 
sort of circle down the bottom with I think like eight letters around the side of it mm-hmm. and they're in a random order and you have to just make as many words as you can out of the letters that are there oh, yeah. in that circle. Yep. And they, it'll, it fills them out on kind of like a crossword grid. Mm-hmm. So it does get easier. Like you can kind of go, oh, there's a four-letter word that's, you know, two of them are filled in sure, kind of Sure, yeah, Scrabble style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can see it's, it's pretty – I mean, yeah, if you had a kid that was like willingly wanting to play that mm. – it, and like having to be forced to sit down and play Yoshi on the <laughs> Switch, fucking let him go for gold. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I uh, I used to love Words with Friends. Mm. I used to love it big time. Really? Yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah, I never wow, got. Geez, I hated yeah. the thing of like having to go back and forth and like, you know, wait for the other person mm. to make their move. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if they went offline or whatever, it'd take forever. I kind of hated that element of yeah. it. Yeah. Couldn't you? You could send you nudge him or something. Yeah, but that's the other thing. I hated being nudged. <laughs> Ending that sentence as quickly as you did before, Ben, really did prove that you're not into words with friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have you been um, playing, Adam? And what made you what inspired you to to dust off the old iPad gaming device? You know that feeling when like you don't have the energy to in quotes play a proper game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, that's how I've been feeling. Yeah, right. Just uh, a dull, flat cloud. Mm -hmm. You want to do something, but you don't want to exert the energy. Like, you don't want to have to commit to, like, a potentially hour-long session of something. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I want to do is play a shitty room escape game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is comfort food for you, isn't it? It is. I don't know what it is, but there's something about just... Looking at a room and thinking, how the fuck do I get out of this place? <laughs> is- I mean, you know, there's there's metaphors at play there, I think. Yeah. I feel. No, I doubt it. <laughs> I hugely doubt it. <laughs> um, uh, so I've been playing these ones by this uh, company called Fire Maple Games. Okay. Which, I don't know, I assume is can- Canadian, just with the name mm-hmm. Maple. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they're terrible in some ways. <laughs> Um, but also they're kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's comfort food. Mm. Yeah. Like the first one I played was called Grizzly Manor. Oh. And how did you get onto these? Were they just like recommended on the main page of the iOS store? Uh, no, I typed in. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I typed in, uh, died in a grizzly manor. Uh, and uh, they, no, not really. I was just <laughs> googling best iPad games. Okay. Oh, nice. That was my method. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you once you w- uh, waded through Angry Birds, mm-hmm. um, you know those articles that will just like, here's the great iPad games you have to be playing, and it's like yeah. the most top of the line yeah. basic mm-hmm. shit. Playing Minecraft. Can- <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it, so, yeah, Grizzly Manor was the first one. It's got shithouse music. It looks bad. <laughs> pretty dumbass puzzles. But, like, <laughs> it was relaxing. And then the end, though, was one of the best endings I've ever seen to a video game. What? The whole wow. Time, <laughs> what a turn. The yeah. whole, it begins with you, like, getting this letter from your grandfather who owns the, the mansion. He's like, you got to come here. There's a secret afoot. Something's happening and no one believes me. You got to mm-hmm. come here and solve the puzzle. Um, and you're like, oh, I knew my granddad wasn't dead. And you, you go through this manor and open, you know, fucking secret trapdoors and shit. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you get into the basement and your granddad's there and he fucking gives you a motorbike for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> He's Fuck. like, 
He, he says, uh, like, it's just this big motorbike. And then afterwards, he's like, by the way, I invented time travel. And that's why this thing's strapped to the back. So you kind of get like a back to the future motorbike. But him just standing there with this big motorbike <laughs> going like, you did it. You found me. <laughs> so wait, he's, he's got you this sick present, but he makes you solve a series of puzzles in order to get it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like. Kind of a dick uh, move. Have you ever done a real room uh, escape? An escape room? An escape room. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're starting to become like talking like a local. You're switching the words around. The grammar's all gone. Um, um, yeah, uh, I have do done one. Do you want to hear my accent update, yes. by the way? Yes. Yep. Too bad. <laughs> I'm working on the s- attitude before have- I work on the accent. <laughs> we have to solve a series of puzzles and at the end you'll reveal your <laughs> Scottish accent. Uh, give me a sentence to say. Here you go, grandson. It's a motorbike. <clears throat> You go, grandson. It's a motorbike. No, it's not there yet. Still, too English. You still, you fall back into your uh, your English ways. Yeah. Um, you go, grandson. You go, grandson. It's a motorbike. <laughs> that's pretty. That's almost grandson. Glaswegian. Yeah. Where you literally you can't understand it. Glasgow, water, water, <laughs> Glasgow. Okay. Here you go, son. That's a motorbike for you. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> no, I'm doing fucking Liverpool. Yeah. Fuck. That's, that's, I told you, you, you can only do English. Your blood, your blood yeah. runs deep, whatever the, the phrase is. That, that's the phrase. Yep. My blood <laughs> runs deep. What have you got? You've got like one more week or like a week and a half left there? Two more. Two more weeks. Two weeks? I believe. Or yeah, probably a week and a half by the time this is out. And yeah, I have woken up this morning and realized I think I'm getting sick mm-hmm. just from the way my, my voice sounds. I only got about fucking... Not to fucking brag, boys, but I only got about three hours sleep before this one. What's he been up to? Come on, mate. What was her name? (laughs) Well, uh, let's just say I was uh, up late in bed uh, for a few hours with a a certain bucket of curry chips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Not a bucket. What do you call a styrofoam container? I guess that. (laughs) Yep, I think you've nailed it. She is a sweet temptress, though. Curry chips is amazing. Because mm-hmm. like the curry sauce they do over here. Did you have that when you were over here, Tommy? No, I, no, I didn't have curry chips at all. Oh. oh, damn. Curry chips is fucking awesome. We don't have it back home. It tastes fantastic. Mm. And the blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, but you, know, you know what? I, I wish I could. This is of absolutely no help to you because I can't remember where it was. But I did see curry chips on a menu somewhere recently within the last week. Oh, nice. Here yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah, I'll try to remember where it was. I bet it won't be exactly the same. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> nah. I wonder if those English pubs in the city do it, the uh, like the Charles Dickens or the Sherlock Holmes Tavern. Wow, what a great guess for the name <laughs> of a British pub. Queen of England pub? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is it just, what, what sort of curry sauce is it? It's made from that Man. yellow curry powder, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've not got a clue what it actually is. Mm. But, okay. um, yeah, you chuck that and some cheese on some chips, baby. You're forgetting about the problems for a couple of minutes. God mm-hmm. damn, that sounds great. Yeah. What else have you eaten that's been good? Uh, very little. The food here, it, like, it's one of the most earned reputations that any landmass has. Great <laughs> Britain has poor food. Yeah. Mm. Um. What oh, fuck? I'm struggling to even think of anything that's been good. They do meal deals in the Tesco's where you can get a sandwich, like a little bucket of fruit or a packet of crisps, yeah, or and a drink for three pounds, which is six bucks. Mm-hmm. 
That's not bad. That's incredible value. So, yeah, good value. The food's okay. Yeah. The food's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the portions are so small. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking drank a coffee the other day from Costa. Yes. I went and, so if you're at home and you order a large coffee to sit in, how large would you expect that mug to be? Just standard mug size. I find most cafes, mm-hmm. if they do sizes for their takeaway coffees, there's, there's not a choice when you're dining in. You just, there's just how a many? standard mug size that they have. Right. I've, I've how been many to ha- places with a small a cup, a cappuccino cup as the small, you know? Yep. And then a mug like a mug you'd have at home, like a world's greatest dad mug size oh, yeah. for large. Oh, right. Interesting. That's, so that's what I've I would assume. That, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. So how, how many handles would you imagine that that mug has on it in order for you to be able to lift it up? I mean, this sounds like a trick question. But would it be just the one? Just the one, yeah. probably. Yeah, I'm going to agree right, with Ben. Right. Just yeah. the one. Yeah, double it. <laughs> wow, three. <But> genuinely, <laughs> like fucking drinking out of a vase. Wow, it was insane. Was it any good? It was fine. Okay. Wait, it literally had two handles on it. It had two handles on it, like a sippy cup. So it's almost like the size of a stein. Oh it yeah. Was, it, it, it was. I'm trying to. What what could I compare it to? A summer's um, day. <laughs> nah, it was nothing like that. They're okay. quite long. Um, <laughs> it w- like make a fist. Yeah. Yep. Are you, are you making a fist, Ben? Yeah. Yes. I'm doing we it as well. Punch Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably he's dead. Fit about about three fists in the mug total, maybe. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a fucking big mug. That's a that's a decent sized mug, dude. I thought I was a big mug, but then this mug comes along and I realise I'm uh, just uh, not a, that big of a mug. I imagined, stupidly, this is very dumb, the two handles were like both on the same side. Yeah, me too. <laughs> sort of like at 45 degree angles, sort yeah. of coming out diagonal. I was imagining, yeah, just one on top of the other. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's moronic. Oh, yeah, nothing like that. I mean, if it was if it was thin and tall, I guess that makes some sense. Mm. But it was like a real fucking wide bastard. Yeah. Okay. So you felt like a a, a lame Viking just having this. I'm gonna go get one of them in another in a, in a minute or two. Hell yeah, oh, baby. Um, what else has been uh, What else has been getting a run on the old iPad? So you've you've got you've been given your time traveling motorbike. Mm-hmm. Where does a yep. Where does a young lad go from there? Mm. Uh, so I've been playing a little bit more Dr. Mario World mm-hmm. on there. That game's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac-Man 256. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So it's Crossy Road. Yeah. But Pac-Man. Oh, right. I never played it. I never even heard of it. It's like endless it's Pac-Man right. essentially, isn't it? Yeah. You're going right. You're going down an endless uh, Pac-Man uh, maze. Mm-hmm. It's sort of scrolling and there's like some... Uh, like corruption coming towards it, you know, little pixels and shit. Yep. Or flying off, so you've got to keep going. Uh, and there's heaps and heaps of ghosts and a few different types, some that'll, like, launch really quickly at you if you get to their uh, level, so you don't really want to be in the same sort of section as them. Mm-hmm. Uh, standard ones that are chasing you, some that are in sort of long lines together, and you get as far as you can. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Again, it you know, it's the sort of thing like I think as all good iPad games are, you can switch your brain off mm-hmm. and just absolutely chill. Yeah, 
I love to enter the chill zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunny's on, feet up, just kicking back. In my opinion, that's a huge mood. <laughs> oh, dude. Let me tell you, I'll be honest with you. Yes? Mood is bay. Oh. <laughs> the vibe, boys. <laughs> the vibe. Uh, what about I did yeah, I got it, really sorry. Is it it's uh no, I've realized it's not. I was gonna say, would it be funny to go have like a funeral in like sixty years? Mm-hmm. You know, when kids are uh, <laughs> are grown up, kids of today are grown up, and yes. they're all like, uh, "We are all here to remember our dear friend, um, you know, Bob. Who cares what his name is for the sketch thing here, Hunter, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> fucking kid these days name. Yeah, <laughs> his little fucking Steve, named after Steve Jobs." Um, <laughs> we're all gathered to remember him. He was absolutely a mood, <laughs> and oh, he was my bay. So, please, a moment's silence as we put the coffin into the ground. Yeet! <laughs> <laughs> that was all I wanted to get to. I wanted to get yeah, to yeah. A, a millennial child going to a funeral yep. and saying yeet to throw yeah, a yeah. coffin into they've the got, ground. They've got a, a handful of dirt and they dab it into the open <laughs> grave. Yeah. All the, uh, all the pallbearers are flossing with the other hand as they go down. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I can see popping up on Ben Elton Live from Planet Earth. Look <laughs> 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 that up. 20 uh, overseas listeners, mm. look that show up. Yes. One of the great, yep. one of the great flops of Australian television. Mm-hmm. Truly remarkable one stuff. One episode? Did it last? Uh, I think two. Two or three, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really good shit. Oh yes, one of the most panned things in Australian television history. Yep, and we compared yeah. our jokes to that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else on the old iPad? I did really Not get really. into Pac-Man Two Fifty Six uh, back when it came out. Mm. I remember loving it. It's yeah, yeah, that perfect, that endless, the endless scrolling kind of thing is yeah. very easy to get lost in. It's it's weird because. It's it's been uh, it's kind of compelling to go again, but then also it's off putting because every time I go to start another one, I'm like, well, this could last for five hours. Yeah, right. I could be going until the heat death of the universe. There's no reason that mm. I'd have to die. Mm-hmm. Or when you like get a new record and you die, and then you go, oh, okay, I'll go again. But part of you goes, well, I've just gotten the record. Right. I'm not going to get further than that immediately afterwards. But then, uh, with with any game uh, and that in that sort of situation, I <laughs> think I'm in the I'm in the zone. Yeah, of course okay. I got to go again. I'm in yeah. the zone. I'm going to beat this record and I'm going to do it again and again. Yeah. So you know that's just my uh, opinion on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I played like a little bit more Fire Emblem, and um, I've been playing some Owlboy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, um, it's good, uh, right? I'm not really that into it. Oh, controversial. Yeah. I think it doesn't really... I, I don't know how to express it, but me don't like game. <laughs> um, try, try and express it through song. Yeah. In the style of, <laughs> of Scotland. There's not a chance that I'm going to be able to do that. Um, I'm just going to back hooting. out right now. <laughs> Uh, there's something about the way that it moves that feels very, um, not 
smooth. Hmm. Really? It just it 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 feels as though the game is cobbled together in a way that I'm really not enjoying. There's just something off about it, and I'm I'm really struggling to explain what it is. But it feels like you can see through to how fucking glitchy it was at one point, and how much they've pulled it back from like on fucking Game Maker or whatever. You know, there's something. There's just that little flashy kind of element to it. Flashy is in flash the flash. programming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, like all, all the text boxes, all the dialogue things, they like glitch out when I go through them. They like pre- pressing A, they'll go like and like flip all around the screen in a really weird way. Oh, really? <laughs> Sounds like you have a buggy copy of the game. <laughs> but that's impossible, that's... surely. <laughs> I mean, it's what, only what are you like a on? switch. Maybe maybe something fucked up when I was downloading. I don't know. It, it sounds. It doesn't sound like the actual experience is like working. A ti- it, it's a it's a tiny thing, and it's just little bits and pieces that are off about it. It's also a lot more linear than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah it's very linear. Uh, and I really don't like the story or the writing uh, or the designs of any of the shit. Yeah. Right. Wow. Because I it, thought it played really well, like mechanically. I thought it played. Like an old game, but but good, mm-hmm. you know that that sort of feeling. I like the character design. I like the story. I like the writing. I like the music. I like the combat. <laughs> like I kind of liked everything about it. I didn't love. I don't think anything about it, but mm-hmm. I liked basically everything. Yeah, all of it's just falling a bit flat for me for some reason. I don't like the mechanic of having to hold the person underneath you and kind of be responsible for uh, the side, like. So if you get if our boy gets hit, mm-hmm. then you get damage. If the person that you're carrying underneath you gets hit, you kind of don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find that really annoying because I'm looking at the entire size of the thing, and it's a lot easier to get into a situation where you just get our boy hit while you're trying to dodge because you're trying to dodge with the whole thing just because your brain is interpreting that as your character. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Uh, I don't uh, think I felt the same way, but I. I get what you're saying. I don't really like that whole mechanic of carrying these people underneath you and using them to, you know, shoot apart different puzzly bits of the environment or at enemies. The shooting of the enemies is just really fucking boring. Uh, the bosses are easy and and dull. Uh, the music it weirdly switches between like orchestral and then like sixteen bit sounding. Um, in a way that for some reason bothered me. This because there was no real uh, reason as to why some bits were sixteen bit and some bits were orchestral. There, it was nothing to do with like the areas having a thematic thing or whatever. Yeah, does that make sense? And then like also, I didn't find the music that interesting. I I don't like the art style. It looks messy to me rather than like a picturesque kind of beautiful version of that sixteen bit stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, I a lot of these things I can't. It's been like two what two years or something since I played it, Mm. so I can't the. The shooting and stuff, I can't particular, and the music, I can't particularly remember mm. how, like, yeah, specifically how that felt. Uh, other than the fact that I do, like, yeah, I do love the game. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I do know what you're saying about the like once you can sort of see the cracks in something, especially knowing that it's an indie game. I was trying to play that. Um, what's it called? The Friends of Ringo 
uh, oh, yeah. something or other, like an old John it's like Paul an old, and George. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's a sort of River City Ransom style game, mm. and that had a couple of things in it where it it kind of glitched early on, and for whatever reason, that making me very oh, and there were like spelling mistakes in the text oh, right. and stuff. And that made me really aware that it was just made by, you know, two or three people or whatever. And it's, you know, it's annoying Which to feel like... Which isn't a problem. No, but, but it, for some reason yeah. it did It did impact it for me. Like, it's like the seams are showing. You can yeah. see it's... Yeah. And it, and it's, totally. Two or three people making it isn't a big deal. And it's the same with this. This was a very small team, yeah. I believe. But it's, it's not so much that it was the work put in by one person. It's that you can see how much of a struggle it was. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it's because it is so impressive when a small team makes a game that doesn't glitch and doesn't have those cracks. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can, I, I can see that. The, the design of everything is so ornate, but the linearity of it and just the sort of the, the, the plainness of what it's asking you to do the sort of uh, straightforwardness of what you're actually tasked with doing in this very ornate environment that I think is over-designed to the point where it looks messy and bad. Yeah, right. Um, then it just being kind of like, yeah, and then shoot this guy. And then, yeah, it's like a twin-stick shooter thing, but it automatically locks onto these targets in a way that means you're never really aiming at the thing you want to be aiming at. Uh, it's just every little decision, and I, I'm not really gelling with. Yeah, right. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Very good. Yeah, I don't know. I remember liking it. Like I said, I didn't love it, but I certainly like it's and I I'm someone who prefers sort of minimalistic design and I didn't have an issue with the aesthetic, but um I also didn't love it, so I don't care to argue for it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that the it I for some reason with this game, I can see the fucking grid that the pixels yeah, were right. yeah, over yeah. while it was being made. Do you know what I mean? It just feels mm. false, the whole thing. It feels forced and like uh, a little um, uh, just, just – yeah, it feels like it was a real fucking struggle to get out and that mm. sweat comes through in a, in a way that's not um, – the unappreciated you know i get it but also it's it's so visible that it makes it difficult to sort of uh get as well, enthralled that, by it as a lot of people said at the time well right. that makes sense i mean he did work on it for a long time like he mm. started developing it for the maybe even the wii or certainly the wii u yeah he started developing it at a time before the kind of pixel art style and yeah, that's indie right. thing was like so overdone and then by the time he finished it it kind of came out in the you know in the in the real kind of depth of like that being a bit overkill it was well so, post like fairs and all those early sort of um first wave indie yeah. pixel art games so what you're saying about you know it seeming like it was a struggle to get out like yeah that makes sense because it was <laughs> yeah. yeah it took him fucking ages yeah and well, i don't know if that's me coming into it with baggage or whatever knowing that aspect of the game but also it just there's something about the the disconnect between how much work was put into some of the visual stuff of it yeah. right. versus like, oh, I'm just flying from left to right. Like d uh, what you're doing in that game hasn't at one point been interesting to me. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, I think for me it was like, I, like I felt like clearly a lot of the touchstones that he had when he was making it and the kind of thing he was trying to make it like were the exact same kind of things that I loved mm. growing up. So it kind of had that like immediate – resonance for me so i mean maybe what are I, the, what are maybe i was things? a bit blinded to other things just because of like you know having that attachment to you know what it was referencing 
What what do you re- what what was it that it was referencing for you that hit you? Because I'm not sh- yeah. I feel like specifically it reminded me a lot of those really good old Disney games that were on the Mega Drive and stuff like that. Specifically right. the ones where you're playing as Mickey and Donald and you the one uh, World of Illusion or whatever where you get sucked into a little magician's hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it it reminded me a lot of that, and I loved that game when I was a little kid. And yeah, I remember just thinking that it was great to have what felt like a kind of an updated modern version of that kind of feel and aesthetic. Right. Yeah, I don't have any real um, history with those ones, so maybe that's why it's not scratching any itch for me. But, yeah, mm. it's just uh, it's not, not up my alley for some reason. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, speaking of games that had visible uh, and troubled development uh, cycles <laughs> and whose cracks were well visible for everyone to see... <laughs> Um, because of early access, yep. is a game called We Happy Few. Yep. Uh, a game that I saw a trailer for like years and years ago, or probably within this, the timeline of this podcast, mm-hmm. and was like, fuck, this looks great. I love the aesthetic. I love the style of this. I love the setting. It's like this sort of weird 1984 Big Brother medicated England. Mm-hmm. And there's like these crazy fucking cops everywhere with like smiley face masks on. And it looked like it was going to be this sort of like Bioshock narrative first person stealth game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be great. I love Bioshock. Infinite was like, is one of my favorite games. Yep. And then it turned out that it was just a survival horror game almost, or just a survival game. Right. There was no real story to it. There was a setup, and then it was just like, just go around and craft weapons, sort of like a combination of those sort of like Rust and Day Daisy games, yep, where you're yep. just sort of out there in this world with limited resources. And they released that in early access, and people, I think, were vocally um, desiring a narrative mm-hmm. and, and a single-player story. And so they went away and they created one, and they've released the game, and it's on Game Pass, mm-hmm. and I've been playing it. Yep. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, it's it's not, you know, changing the the it's not changing the way games are played. It's not, you know, some sort of groundbreaking release. Mm-hmm. It's probably not even as um, mechanically complex as a game like Bioshock Infinite, which is very old. Yep. But if you like Bioshock and you are into this aesthetic, I, I for some reason really like the kind of like crazy UK Gone Mad, um, The World's End, you know, like sort of Shaun of the Dead. It's not that fucking far off, mate. I tell you what, those fucking bobbies, they don't look that fucking far off to me, mate. I think it's a a metaphor for Brexit. I think that's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Nah, mate, that'd be right. (laughs) Can I just sidetrack very briefly to ask, Adam, how many poor Brexit routines have you heard across the Edinburgh Fringe so far? Listen, does it count if I'm listening to myself? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please tell us the number. (laughs) Actually, genuinely not that much Brexit because people are so fucking sick of talking about it. Over it, yeah. The majority of the time, if someone mentions Brexit on like the sort of lineup shows that I've been doing, uh, like visible, like, oh, fucking move on. Oh, really? I guess guess for Scottish people as well, they're like, well... We'd also prefer just Scottish independence and then right. it becomes a different discussion that's probably more depressing. 
Well, and I, it's just the biggest, it's still a sort of limbo feeling. Mm. So mm. I think people just need to uh, uh, feel like they need to wait for something to actually fucking happen. Yeah. Rather than, than, than discuss it. But there are still a bunch of shows around called like Brexit Pursued by a Bear and whatever. But um, Oh, boy. I think, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Stuff over here is uh, people are reacting a little more and being like, all right, shut the fuck up, talk about curry chips. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, well, we happy if you could either be very cathartic for the people of the United Kingdom because you murder a lot of cops and you just get to kind of run around and do whatever. Right. Or it could hit too close to home. because It's basically like the collapse of British society. And I think maybe the world, it's really, it's very hard to tell. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's also like post-war stuff. So it's like if they... If Britain started to become fascists like the Nazis and like right. round up Germans and start shit. Start him, mate. What you mean fucking start him? <laughs> Not even let a shed my own fucking backyard <laughs> anymore. I am an anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the curry chip situation like in this game? Is um, that like a power up or Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, how right. you get your health back. Right. Um it's um Tell you what, mate, now nah, it fucking takes health away if you eat too many of them, I saw I'm saying. Don't have fucking say, mate. <laughs> I think I'm getting better at the accent. Yeah, well, that's just an English accent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not a good one. No, um, but it, so it, it has a lot of the trappings of a survival game. Still, it has like you gotta all your weapons are um, destructible. You know, yep. over time, you gotta like craft healing stuff, which is in uh, you know a lot of ge- like it's in The Last of Us is the one that I always reference. It's like it's very much that. Yeah, um, but it's not. It doesn't. It's not like a like a No Man's Sky or an annoying version of it where all you're doing is gathering resources to build stuff. There's a really fun story. Is probably not the right word for it, but it's just like you've got to you've got to keep pushing forward. You got to get to the train station. Then you meet this other guy, and he's like, "Oh, you can get over here." You're always trying to kind of escape, basically. Mm-hmm. That you keep having flashbacks to your brother, who it's like is implied he was like taken away or some shit when you were young. And it's filling in the gaps of this world that way. Which, yeah, if you're into sort of like that post-apocalyptic political social breakdown setting, it's a kind of weirdly fun version of it. Mm -hmm. Because it's all like, you know, people in weird English-named towns with funny accents. Um, So, yeah, I played, I don't know, a bunch of it, five, six hours. I like it. But I I mentioned this in the group. Like, this very much came and went without a fanfare, without... Really anything I don't even remember Getting reviewed Yeah the name's familiar Like mm. I've definitely Heard of it yeah. But I didn't know Anything specific about it mm. And I, I might have Even just heard of it From looking through Game Pass And seeing yeah. it on, Yeah But it's well, good It's really good If you like the Bioshock games Like I've You know Wanted a sequel To, to the Bioshock Franchise for years And this is A good version of it It's right. a version that Like would have Feels like it came out Eight years ago Yeah okay but it's a. If it came out eight years ago, I would have given it nine out of ten. Like it's a really, it's it's a, a game that I really like. Yeah, right. Yeah, it definitely. I remember getting reviewed, but people were like, oh, this is just not that great of a survival game, and it had a similar thing to No Man's Sky, I guess, where it got sort of more hyped up mm. than maybe they were ready to deliver on. Yeah, I also have never heard of this development company. I don't know if they are a large team or a small team, but it, this is not a game where you can see the seams or the cracks, like. It, it feels, like I said, it's not breaking any new ground with gameplay, yep. 
but the gameplay that's there is great. It's there's no flaws in it. it, it there's no seams. I'm not like going, oh fuck, I, I, I'm like stuck in one place or I'm hopping trying to get over this fence and it doesn't work. Like, it's a good game. I, I really like. I recommend it if you're a System Shock or Bioshock fan. Great. Yeah, I'll check it out. Oh, speaking of System Shock, they're doing a uh, System Shock Two remastered thing mm. as well. I saw during the week. Very nice. Yeah, because they are still allegedly working on a third one, but we'll see. Was that a Kickstarter thing or some some? Yeah, that that seems to make sense. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before, and yeah, there's it's not, it's not out. Um, I've also been playing Fire Emblem. Yep. Should we do a Fire Emblem update? I think we should. Yeah. So the current state of my students is that all of them are alive. <laughs> Me ben? too, Adam. <laughs> um. So the um. The story's really interesting. <laughs> uh, is it? Bom- bombshell if everyone, revelation if every character face- is dead. <laughs> bombshell revelation from our Facebook group during the week is yeah. that Ben Vanell is currently walking around a school in which he has murdered literally every single one of the students that were under his command. Uh, yeah, it makes the battles hard. <laughs> um <laughs> Look, uh, they're all dead. Um, Blue Lion House is currently uh, made up of the protagonist and Dimitri. Which it's impossible to, if you kill, if he dies, it's like game it's over. Game over. Like, it yeah. is game over, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't <laughs> know about the Divine Pulse system. <laughs> Uh, and even once I did, I was like, "That that to me seems impossible because they teach you it early yeah. on, and we've talked they about do it a on tutorial the show. for it." Yeah, I guess I wasn't paying attention <laughs> either when they explained it in the game or when we discussed it on the show. Someone mentioned it to you in the group, like when the game first came out, and you said, "That sounds lame." Doesn't sound so lame, does it? Now, does it? <laughs> um, all of my students are dead. Um, it really does make the missions hard. I will say, though, after that, uh, so I spent what, a full week or so with all of my students dead um, and every <laughs> every in-between battle, you know, period where you have the month to The not to work missions, stuff, the, yeah, yeah. I was going around to every fucker in the monastery and just like, hey, do you want a gift? Have you lost something? Can you please join my house? Yep. And it didn't work for ages. I have... Oh, well, you've got the kiss of death. <laughs> You're the Black Widow of this school. (laughs) Black Widow house. (laughs) Honestly, if I was at that school, (laughs) I would have assumed you were killing the students and eating them. Um, I I mean, I'm not not killing them. They're just... Dying in battle. You're just bad at your job, and it. T- how how are the school? How are the monastery not kicking you out on your ass at this point? Yeah. And what are you doing during those weeks? Those classes must go by in yeah. the space of about you've, fifteen seconds. You've <laughs> got to be falling short of some KPIs there. Yeah. When the, you know when you do like a you doing you you instruct you know you teach the class. Yeah. Pans around all the desks. <laughs> It just pans around from empty desk Great. to empty desk. <laughs> so you're building up your professor level. You're getting more activity points yep. to spend during the week and you're yep. just getting to just chuck them all on just one guy. He's yeah. getting all the meals. Yeah. He's getting yep. all the choir practice. No, I'm just going fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I just go fishing five times. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, I did learn about the Divine Pulse and guess what? Despite me being the Black Widow. Yep. I've managed to recruit some new students Oh, now. nice. Okay. Um, 
I was tipped off to the fact that you can get some of the faculty on board. Yep. So you can get like some of the knights. That helps a lot. Oh, Having yeah. Catherine yes. in my house made a big difference. So she was, I think, the first one, and then I was like, oh, you can get, you can get other ones. Yep. So I got a couple other ones. I did some yep. more missions, so I was improving my own, like the charisma and all the stuff you need. Yep. And then I've got a few. I got like Leone and. Um, if you're going to send people out to die, you got to have that charisma. Absolutely. That's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, uh, into the trenches or out of the trenches. <laughs> I got Casper, who I know you love, Knox. Yeah, not a fan of him for mm. some reason. He just rubbed me the wrong way. Every time I went to recruit him, he was like, you down for do, being a bad boy? No? Well, I'm not interested. Right. That's his character. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he thinks he's like the strongest guy there, but mm. he's also just a very weak character for me. He's not particularly effective in battle. So he comes across like this blowhard, and apparently other people were saying like, oh, he's like my strongest character, but he is absolutely a uh, – he's all talk – no walk. You did strike a call with the listeners last week, Adam, when you mentioned not liking Casper because then mm. someone started a Casper hate thread <laughs> yeah. in the Patreon yeah. Facebook group that had yeah. a lot of vocal supporters. So They were like, why didn't I just let him get murdered in the heat of battle? No, I would never do that to even a character I hated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yes, I, um, I understand what you mean. He's, he is actually great, though. Once I recruited him, he is one of my strongest guys. He's like an axe guy. Um, I got um, Dorothea, yep. who's like a magic person. Yeah, I recruited her into my house. And You're pretty much bringing over all the people from my house. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Black Eagles. Yes. Yeah, I've got a few eagles. I got uh, – uh, actually, that's a spoiler. But I've got a few bunch of other characters now. I'm up to like six or seven in my team again. Okay, there so we go. He's back. It, it, it took me – it did take me a while. Some fresh future corpses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fodder for the cannons. <laughs> but um, – and honestly, <laughs> like this – I broke the game. And it wasn't enjoyable. Mm. And once I've, like, now that I've got all these characters back again, or I've got a proper complement of soldiers, mm. it's way more fun. Oh, for sure. I'm fucking loving it. Like, I actually, like, I loved it the whole time, but I'm loving it more now. I have to assume you're not getting the story stuff out of it in between the actual sort of main bits, because, like, there's a lot of little interactions that you do between the people in your house when you're off mission. You just go into the menu and do the... I forget what it's called. Support. Support. Support, yeah. Support, those things. Do you you get to see any of those? No, you don't. But uh, because you... So you guys are both playing in classic... (laughs) uh, In what? Casual mode? this game for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. You, You guys are playing in baby mode. So what you oh, don't here we go. <laughs> what you don't yeah. know is that once a character Adults dies, kill all of their friends and ignore anything they have to say. <laughs> what you don't know is that once a character dies in battle, they don't leave the game. They are just unable to be used in any future battles. Yeah, they're still at the monastery. They're still at the they? monastery. So every time you oh, go really? to them, you still get to talk to them. Yeah, that seems weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, uh, wait, they, and this is this is on the classic mode. With this is on classic death. mode. Yeah, yeah. This is on permadeath mode. Um, they're still oh. there. You just go and talk to them. You only get like three or four lines of text from them. You don't have a menu to go into and interact to with do them. The support stuff. Yeah. But they're still there, and you still sort of get bits and pieces of their backstory. But also, Weird. yeah, like I've recruited uh, four or five other characters now, where I have support conversations, and I have all these other little side quests and stuff with them. So yeah, yeah weird yeah it's yeah 
They're, because you would – there are some missions that uh, – not missions, but uh, uh, quests? Side battles that happen oh, yeah. in, in the middle of months in between the missions. Paralogue? Paralogue yeah. battles yeah. that are story-based that will be – Characters from other houses kind of come along and join you for just that mission. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine. Oh, but some of them are some of them are based around people in your house, and some of them. But are do they based still happen? The but then they stuff. just don't join you for the battle. No, but they are. They're all based around that character going into battle with you. So maybe I, they just don't show up if the person's dead. Yeah, I did. This is many of them. I did one of those recently, where I fought a, a bunch of pirates, but no one outside of my house joined me. Yeah, right. Okay. It was just like Alois or someone who, who oh, was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I've seen some pirates. Let's go He's in my him. house now. He's but great. He, but he's also, yeah, he's already in yeah. my house. Um, I have hit the time jump. Oh, I yeah. went to Sydney over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Flight there and back. Middle seat both times. Just weaving it up. Yes. No shame. Yeah. Just, just going all out. <laughs> Nothing to hide. I don't care. Yep. Hit the time jump on the flight up. And then I'm just watching a cutscene. I'm literally just watching anime on this thing. Yes. <laughs> going, all right. <laughs> how this many, is me. How many hours in roughly was that? Do you remember? 30. Whoa. Around 30. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I guess that's good. This is apparently a very long game. Although I've heard... Or saw, I think in our group, someone finished the game in 32 hours. I will say that it's, you know, logged 30 on my save, but because of the way, you know, because you can play it in such kind of a passive way. Yes. I am I am very guilty of just mid-battle just being on my phone and, yeah. you know, so that number's probably in terms of actual time spent yeah, right. doing the game. Maybe half it, two-thirds maybe? Not quite. Uh, I don't know. It's probably... A, Probably adds up to an hour. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. I'm, st- I'm only like 13 hours in still. Yeah. Right. Which feels well, like I've been playing it for fucking ages. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you just zipped through everything as well, because you can automate all the teaching stuff, mm. you don't have to go and do all the conversations. Mm. If you were just going like Path of Least Resistance quickest through it, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. you could finish it in that. Um, well, I don't know. I've not finished it. You probably it. could. You could rest in between. I mean, oh, yeah. all the all the weeks in between the missions at the end of the month, you could just rest for all of them. Mm. So not do any side battles, not do any. I mean, you'd probably be, you'd hit a point where you're pretty underpowered, I guess. Yeah. but Maybe, but the battles have been pretty easy. Yes, uh, so once, once I sort of figured it out, because I remember with Mario plus Rabbids, mm. you guys really loved that game and I thought it was fine, but I also never really got super great at the combat. Like, right. it, I was just, I, I just, I think have this attitude to this style of combat that isn't correct, which is just like, just go, go forward and attack. And often it's just like, no, 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 move them back for a turn, heal up and then like, and so I'm starting to, I think I'm just impatient about it. Um, and that's all, probably why all of my students died <laughs> within the first three battles. <laughs> that's That was the other bit of it. When you told me that all your students were dead and mm. then you told me where you were up to in the game, it's, I was like, you've done barely anything. I think it was literally a practice battle where they can't die and then two <laughs> battles later. But it's just like I just wasn't paying attention. I, I wasn't – I hadn't even got into them as, as characters yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now – so my – like – in, in stark uh, opposition to the philosophy of just resting every month or just automating everything, I have done every conversation possible. I've d- gone through every lost item with every single person. Yep. Because I've tried to recruit them all, I've done everything I possibly can every moment that it, you're, you're allowed to. Yep. So I've, I've played 13 hours, but I'm not that far even in the story. Yeah. So 
but I did that with Persona 5. I played, I like got, I wrung every last ounce of content out of that game. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing with this as well. Uh, where are you at with it, Adam? Um, I honestly, I, I can't remember. I haven't really played it for a few days. I've been just so fucking all over the place. It it's a hard like one if you don't have a good amount of time to yeah. invest no, in it. No, and that's the thing because the shows that we're doing are peppered throughout the days. Mm. It's not something I want to like, yeah, dip into for, you know, 30 minutes. Yep. I want to yeah. have a full 12 hours <laughs> yeah. to sit mm. and fucking do it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It might be something I chuck on the back burner until I get back home for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm still loving it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the sense that I'm getting near the end, but I'm only, Mm. I think I'm two or three battles past the time jump. So I don't don't know if the time, I don't think it's strictly halfway. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't quite know uh, roughly how long I have left to go. And it does, I do feel at the moment, like it's a bit there, there are kind of, you know, points for the, the, maybe the first I don't know, three quarters of what I've done so far. Mm. Enough kind of shifts are sort of happening that newish stuff is happening all the time. I feel like it's kind of plateaued a little bit. Right. So there's not, you know, there's not anything really like new being thrown at me. Although I did do a battle the other night that was, that was different enough that was satisfying. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I just want my life back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. And we should, uh, obviously um, we should issue uh, an apology to anyone who we have, Unfortunately, convinced to buy this game. Yeah. Apparently, it is a very difficult thing to accept. Yes. Uh, these recommendations that we're giving are out of kindness are really causing people to swear and be angry. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to say sorry for that. We're sorry for sharing our enjoyment of a game. Yeah. With our listeners. Yeah. But go and get it. And go and if, get it. And if you don't get it, you're wrong. And <laughs> say goodbye to your girlfriend. <laughs> Um, well, I guess we'd better wrap it up there for another week yeah. on Filthy Casuals. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, folks, go see Adam at the Edinburgh Fringe. At yeah, 11- thanks to everybody who has so far as well. Yeah. Really, really appreciate it. Good turn um, out of the The show's meant to be at 11.35 a.m. We've been starting a little earlier because we've been filling up early. So if you want to come see it, come down early. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think someone asked in the Patreon group, like, how, when should I get there? I don't want to miss out. And I didn't reply because yeah, I didn't want to assume, but, like, I was just going to say early. <laughs> get there half yeah, an hour I still early, need, like, have a drink. I, I still need to reply to that. There's a couple of messages like that, but I will get to them. I've just been, you know, obviously busy. But uh, get there, yeah, get there early. Because the problem is you're competing with a bunch of, like, you know, fucking old retirees walking around with nothing to do who are like, yeah, yeah I'll, I can stand here for 40 minutes. I don't give a shit about my yeah, time. Yeah, watch me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, come um, down early. And then there's other shows on as well. Luca Muller's got a solo show and a gong show at 4.45 and 11 p.m. that are both good. And then at midnight, we're doing a show called Late Show, Great Show, which is a late show. And let me tell you, it's a great show. Awesome. Mm. Should have mentioned that in the title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Filthycasuals.com.au for links to all of our socials and extra stuff, including Mm. our premium Bandcamp episodes. Final Fantasy, the franchise, the history of, is our latest Bandcamp premium episode. You can get it for a buck Australian Mm -hmm. minimum. Yep. More is appreciated. Yep. However much you can afford. Uh, it's a fucking good one. I put a lot of effort into editing it and um, 
It was fun. Yeah. It's fun to do. Three and a half hours or so. Mm. Also, the Patreon, if you want to chip in, you can get a bonus episode every week. Yep. Uh, thanks to everyone who chipped into my fundraiser for the City oh, yeah. of Surf that I did. Yes. I saw both of you donated. Very yes. kind of you. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> the page is still open for another two weeks. Oh, yeah. So if you would like <laughs> to donate for something that I've already done. Yes. Because um, you're sort of trying to get the most for your charity out of everyone, there's a you are like very close to having the most donations. The for charity, charity will like whoever gets the most will win a trip to Queensland, mm. and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then by the time the race had finished, I did have the most. Yeah. And then they emailed me to go, oh, hey, it's open for another two weeks, and that other guy's catching up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, whatever. But whatever. Um, people you, have already you, been extremely you, generous. Yeah, so, you got yeah. so much. That's yeah, very. Yeah, cool. it's just it just ticked over six and a half thousand Australian yeah. dollars. So yeah. thanks very much, everyone who chipped in. Um, and That's eleven pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we will be back next week. Thanks very much for joining us. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, that was me doing an impression of Ben's house in uh, Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.